I'm not exaggerating when I say this is the coolest podcast interview I've ever done. Spotty Wi-Fi purchased CryptoPunk 5528 back in February. Spotty Wi-Fi is the world's first CryptoPunk rapper. He claims not to be the first ever crypto rapper as there have been other people who've done it, but he is definitely one of the first. NFTs are revolutionizing the way the music industry is heading, which opens up artists to a whole new source of income, historically dominated by middlemen and streaming platforms. Spotty talks a lot about his rap career, his success, where he's at now, what he's made doing NFTs, and much, much more. He has a drop coming out on November 15th. Guys, check out the links in his description for his website, SpottyWiFi.com, his socials, and an incredible complex article written about him. Guys, enjoy the episode. This guy, Spotty, is someone who's been making some very smart moves using NFTs as his advantage to market his music. Here's what he did. He made an album and made 2,000 NFTs for his album. You get an NFT of one of the songs from the album, or you get a remix of one of the songs that only exists as an NFT. Token holders will get a vinyl physical copy of the album sent out to them if they hold long enough. The crazy thing is token holders get full licensing of the song for the NFT that they own. They can use it in any video they want. They can actually license it out to third parties to use in their videos or whatever. You can also get access to the stems of whatever song you own and you can make remixes. Here's the crazy thing. Spotty Wi-Fi only has 286 monthly listeners on Spotify, but look at how much money he's made from this NFT thing. He sold 2,000 NFTs all at a mint price of 0.03 Ethereum. Ethereum right now is hovering around 4,500. So if you do the math, he raised over over $250,000 for his NFT while only having 286 monthly listeners. And we're live, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into the Never Settle Podcast. Today, we are joined by the man, the myth, the crypto punk, the king of punks, Spotty Wi-Fi. What up, bro? Yes, sir, man. I'm honored to be here, bro. Thank you for having me. Crazy, dude. Seriously, I, I really appreciate you doing this, man. I can't say it enough. Um, for anybody that's tuning in right now, that doesn't know, but should know. Who are you? What do you do? Well, as you said, I am the king of the crypto punks. I am the best only crypto punk <laughs> rapper alive. And yeah. um, that's pretty much all that needs to be said. If you're not familiar with crypto punks, uh, they're sort of the one of the original NFTs. There's 10,000 crypto punks. There's 124 with spots. And there's one that can rap. And you're looking at it. And if you don't know, ask somebody. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ask Google, you know, ask, ask anybody, bro. But yeah, it's, uh, it's really all about this NFT world, which I don't know how familiar your audience is with NFTs, mm -hmm. but I'm sure we'll get into that. But I'm basically uh, one of the earlier musicians using NFT technology yes. to kind of to kind of redefine how we can distribute music and how we can form a new type of relationship between the artists and the people that like the art. Right, right. So there's a ton to unpack here. Try to, if you can, the best that you could explain what an NFT is to somebody that doesn't know. So, so my audience is like, so my, my name's Lil Stain, I'm a rapper, right? So Matt, I have a small marketing agency. I'm a rapper. People kind of tune into me from whatever I'm talking about, entrepreneurship. They tune into my music. I talk a little bit about, you know, self-development, whatever. Whoever doesn't know about what an NFT is, how do you explain that to them? So the way I like to think about it and explain it is an NFT is a digital certificate of authenticity, okay? Mm -hmm. The way I learned about NFTs was the NBA 
professional basketball is now making what are basically digital basketball cards because this technology allows them to say, we're going to make a highlight of this LeBron James dunk and we're only going to make a thousand of them that are official. Mm-hmm. A thousand of these are available that are actually coming from the NBA. Nobody screen recorded this and sold you a bootleg and mm-hmm. it's official. And the technology allows you to know publicly and see, is this legit? Because it's a digital certificate of authenticity. Right. So it, it's really taken off for like visual art or like the NBA uh, NBA moments, as they call them. They're basically digital trading cards. Um, and then for music, what I think is really powerful for music is think about MP3s. Okay. We've known for years now, ever since Napster, it's very hard to monetize your MP3s, Mm -hmm. very hard to sell MP3s and Spotify isn't going to pay you barely anything. You know, you need, you get fractions of a penny from Spotify when somebody listens to your song, right? But an MP3 all that allows somebody to do is listen to your music, okay? All of a sudden, with these NFTs, you can give the listener or the buyer, you can give them a lot more value than just the ability to listen, okay? Mm -hmm. For example, I give with my NFTs, I give a copyright license. So if you own the NFT to my song, you could put it on your podcast. You could remix it. I'll send you the stems. You could do a little stain remix and you could commercialize that. You could sell that, right? Okay, okay. Um, You could put it in a video game, a TV show, a film, an advertisement. Maybe you are not a creator. Maybe you could license it to somebody that does want to do any of those things. Okay, Mm -hmm. so that's the power of the NFT. Um, In a nutshell, it legitimizes or it authenticates that this came from the source and now you can attach more rights to the buyer and you right. can give them more than just the ability to listen. And check this out for the creators out there and for uh-huh. you, Lil If somebody owns my NFT and then they resell it on the secondary market, I get a cut. And that's why uh-huh. the NBA is so interested in this. Because guess what? Selling and trading basketball cards, that's a huge market. And when it happens at the mall or at a kiosk, they don't get a cut, right? So right. that's why Disney is getting into this. You know, every the WWE, the NFL, every major uh, sports league, every major IP holder and brand is going to, to be getting into this. And, and it's the same for the music industry. Hell yeah, dude. And like, I feel like for years, artists never had anything like this. You know, so like specifically for artists. So NFT standing for non-fungible token, right? So fungible, um, help me out with this. This basically means like changeable, replaceable, editable, right? Yeah, it means it it can't be um, it can't be dupl- it can't be duplicated or um, what's the word I'm looking for like forge. You can't do a right. forgery of it because you can look it up and it's all powered by the blockchain. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, if you're not familiar with blockchain, it's basically the technology that powers. Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. That's why Bitcoin has become so valuable is because it's every Bitcoin is basically certified authentic. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're not going to uh, you're not going to be able to fool somebody who knows what they're doing and, and sell them a, um, a counterfeit Bitcoin. And right. that's why that's why it's called a non fungible token, mm-hmm. because Bitcoin is a token and it's kind of borrowing that cryptocurrency 
language. Right. So it's like based on the same technology. So that's just sort of the verbiage behind it. It's it's uploaded right. to the blockchain. It's given an address. It's coded in now. It's like tethered into the ether at this point. Exactly. Exactly. So they basically said if we can if we can put basically just numbers or tokens on a blockchain and call it money, right? Then we can put JPEGs on the blockchain mm -hmm. and use that as a certificate that this artwork is authentic. Or we could put MP3s or we could put MP4s. And that, that's where it came from. Which is crazy too, like just for artists, for memes, like, you know, I'll see a meme pop off, right? And get like millions of views, millions of hits. People are like, you know, redistributing it, posting it on their own as a repost page, right? And like, I remember for years thinking like, dude, whoever made that missed out, you know, right. because that thing has like value. Now it could become an NFT. And so like, you know what I mean? Like somehow, I don't know exactly how that would work. Right. Because like, how do you prove who made it? But like point is creators now have access to way more leverage. Yeah. And, and the one important thing is like, you're not gonna be able to prevent people from still sharing a screenshot, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or you, you, could, you could copy and paste it or you could right click save it. You can't prevent somebody from doing that, but in this new technology, anybody can see and distinguish between some one that's an original mm -hmm. that is authorized by the artist and one that is a counterfeit or a duplicate, right? right. So. It doesn't, it doesn't avoid the problem of uh, uh, piracy in music, for example, mm -hmm. but it makes it more transparent so you know when something is legit or not. So that's why, like with my music, for example, I give out MP3s for free. You mm -hmm. know? My, my album, you can download it for free. But again, it's like, because I can't prevent somebody from recording the song, you know, putting their speaker up or doing a screen record, you know, you can't prevent somebody from right click saving it. Right, but, right. But to me, the key is now, okay, but what I can do is I have a way to distribute something that is certified from the source authentic. So mm -hmm. how do I do that in a way that is more valuable than the MP3? And that's mm. why I do stuff with the copyright license. Um, I give my, my NFT owners, they're going to get a vinyl record of the album. Um, I do, I, I did, a, I was in New York last week. I did a meet and greet where I just gave the address out in a private discord chat room uh, that only my NFT owners can, can access, you know, so you can uh. even just, even just access to yourself as a, as an individual mm -hmm. can be part of that value that you give them. That's crazy, man. And it's really a next level of being able to give listeners value too, and fans and, you know, people who tune into your work, like you have a unique vehicle now to be able to give them, hey, you are a club member holder. More than that, you have essentially invested in one of my assets that you not own. Now you offer sync deals to them. I could get on a remix just by copying one of these things. And before we keep going, you have a drop coming up. Can you tell us when that is? Yeah, uh, so I have a new song out right now with Bun B, the legendary Bun B. Uh, the song is called All Time High, and it's going to be an NFT drop on Monday, November 15th. Uh, the way we're doing this drop is it's, it's one song, but there are 27 versions of the song. 
Okay. okay. So when, if you go on my website, spottywifi.com on Monday afternoon, uh, you'll be able to buy one of these NFTs. And it's like a mystery. You don't know which version you're going to get. Some are more common, some are more rare. So you might get a really rare one of one, only one exists as an NFT. And, and now you own, or you, you don't own it, but you have a copyright license right. to this one of one rare song spotty wi-fi featuring bun b um so that's what we're doing and it's actually the first single off my new album mm -hmm. uh, my my debut album dropped in august it sold out right away this album is going to be a year-long project and it's all collabs i'm trying to bridge the gap from the nft world to the mainstream through collabs and the first one is bun b we're going to do four more collab drops next year like one per quarter and if you if you collect one nft from all five of those drops then you'll get that collab album as a vinyl record as well. Genius, bro. Genius. Now, when you drop I'm Spotty, right? You drop that as an NFT, but you were still able to upload it to streaming platforms because people don't own it as like you can't hear it anywhere else. Right. Yes. I The way I set it up is when I sell an NFT, I'm licensing the copyright so you can do a lot of things with it but I still own the song. I still own the masters, right? right? So yes, um, I put it up on all streaming platforms and, and it's free to download. And that's actually something that I put to a vote for my NFT owners to decide, right? Uh -huh. And I'm really proud that they voted to make it a free download because they understand that yeah. the MP3 is just, it, it just, helps get the word out there because mm -hmm. that just lets people listen to it and it actually increases the value of their nft that they own because the nft allows them to do a whole lot more than just listen to the music right dude right now we didn't even get to this yet but i, I just can't wait for you to share it i recently read you drop your nft not long after copping your crypto punk right spotty Right. And tell us, now I don't know, we can edit it out if you need to. I don't know how much sauce you're trying to give of the actual figure of what you made, but I read somewhere you made like a quarter million a minute selling out your NFT. Can you speak to that? Is that? Yeah, well, it's all public information because it's okay. all on the blockchain, right? right. Like it's, all, it's all on the blockchain. And yeah, like um, we sold two that when I say we, it's my producer and me. We're a two man team. Okay. Mm -hmm. Gold uh, like right? What's that? Goldrilla is name. Uh, well, Goldrilla is my hype man. Goldrilla okay. is, uh, that's my, my, my ape hype man. Right. Yeah. You know, so, so he's, he's in the, he's in the crew as well. Shout out him uh, too, my, bro. My, you do? Okay. Dope. Dope. Yeah. Oh no. I say shout out him. I meant, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yes, absolutely. Yep, yep. Shout out Goldrilla. Mm -hmm. Um, but my producer, his name is Stefan Clark. He's like my IRL real life friend from mm -hmm. high school, best friend. Um, we, we sold the album. We sold 2000 copies. Okay. Damn, bro. Uh, as NFTs and we sold them for 0 0.03 ethereum ethereum is a cryptocurrency at that time on august 18th when we sold it uh that basically was 96 dollars each so 96 wow. times 2000 so we sold 100 we, we earned 192 000 in revenue and it sold out in under a minute okay and then we saw a hundred ethereum 
of sales volume on the secondary market within seven hours. Uh, so that's additional revenue because we get 10% of all secondary sales. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, that is true. And uh, if anybody's interested in reading like a really comprehensive thing, uh, there's a complex article. If you just Google spotty Wi-Fi, they wrote all about it. It's like 6,000 words. It's really long, but it's, you know, it's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, and this is the thing. I didn't even understand the gravity of that moment until my, my friend tweeted out, he did the math and he wrote, you know, for me to earn that much revenue in a streaming platform like Spotify, I would need like 45 million spins or yeah. more. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. At that time on August 18th, I had fewer than 10,000 spins across the whole internet, not even just Spotify. Okay. Damn. I had, I had 5,500 followers on Twitter. You know? <laughs> so what it shows you, what it shows you is you can now get creative oh, man. and offer more than just MP3s to your fans and to your listeners, and you can go direct to them. You don't need a label. You don't need a publisher. You don't even necessarily need a manager uh, or a business manager or a booking agent. I did all this. I had never performed a show as spotty ever, like not in real life, not in virtual reality. Now I've done both. Right. Since then. But at that time, it was just off the music and people, uh, you know, embracing the music and or embracing the message of like, we're going to transform the music industry. Now, with a small following, you don't need any of the middlemen in the music industry. And you can pave the way for yourself as an independent artist, have a music career with a small following by appropriately monetizing it. Like you said, you had, dude, I see where I heard about you. I saw the complex article that's going to be in the description. And I saw TikTok. I don't know if you know who the guy, Manga Manga, is that his name? Yeah, yeah. I connected with him. A lot of people in the past week told me they, they learned about me through him. And I appreciate him a lot for sure. Yeah, dude. He, yeah, he made a cool TikTok about it and, and just explained the whole thing and broke it down. And I was listening to him and I heard him, right? And so he's been making sort of, you know, content around NFTs in the music industry. Why it's so important. Why it's such a big deal. And I was listening to him. I was watching. He's like, yeah, my man spot. He's making some smart moves. I was like, okay, all right. I'm tuned in. I'm tuned in. I'm listening. Towards the end of it, he showed a screenshot of your Spotify following. And I was like, damn. So genuinely encouraging to any artist coming up, right? Like yeah. for a long time, streaming platforms have been robbing us, right? And that's, you could look at it like they've been robbing us or that's just whatever. You know what I mean? People are profiting off of it. You know, why somebody else is making that much money off of, not their music. I, we won't get into that now. Right. But the ability to be able to monetize yourself right now, I remember reading the complex article. Tell me a little bit about your story with rap. Now you kind of, you took a bit of a hiatus from music in general for a while, right? Yeah, man, I was doing, I was doing music full time, like almost a decade ago, you know, um, I've been in rap groups. I've been in bands I've been a solo artist. I've toured. I was signed to a, ma a publishing deal with a major music publisher. And um, I just got burnt out by the music industry, like toward the end of 2012, after mm -hmm. doing it for a few years. Um, I've had like kind of 
kind of grimy managers who were like reaching into the cookie jar in ways that they weren't supposed to, things like that. And so I just walked away from music, feeling burnt out, mm-hmm. got a day job. And, you know, before I knew it, like, uh, you know, years had gone by, <laughs> you know, years went by and I hadn't written a song in many years. Okay. And, um, and then I got into cryptocurrency in 2017, toward the end of 2017. I actually got into crypto at a bad time, like right before it crashed. So I had kind of a rough, very rough entry, but I just stayed in it. I didn't sell because it's like, well, if I sell now, I lose, you know? So mm-hmm. I stayed in, I kept even buying more. I kept researching and learning about it. And then in 2020, COVID, I got furloughed from my job, ended up losing my job, and the world is crumbling around me. But at the same time, this crypto starts rising. And so this investment that it wasn't doing super great for me, uh, it, it was like my saving grace, you know. Then by January of this year, 2021, I start hearing about NBA Top Shot, which I was telling you about. Mm-hmm. And I like basketball. I'm a sports fan. And I used to collect trading cards as a kid. So it made sense to me immediately. Um, and then a friend of mine I reconnected with, he was into Top Shot and he was getting more into NFTs. He introduced me to a guy that had eight CryptoPunks. He bought eight CryptoPunks. Yeah, he bought them last year in 2020 for the low. And he kind of just taught me about the CryptoPunks. He schooled me to the game, uh, took me to the website, showed me like, here's how you can sort them and search them by their different attributes. Some Mm -hmm. have hats, some have spots, some have different skin tones, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I started seeing Mark Cuban on TV talking about CryptoPunks are pri- or on YouTube talking about CryptoPunks are priceless. CryptoPunks are the rookie card of NFTs and other investors getting into it. And I just said, you know what? I finally have this crypto that is like in the green. I think this might be a move here. And if, if I want to if I want to be at the cutting edge of tech and art, maybe I should take a chunk of this crypto and buy one of these CryptoPunks. So I, I paid it was 27 Ethereum. I bought it on February 23rd. That was almost exactly $40,000 at that time. Probably, I mean, it is definitely the biggest purchase I've ever made in my life, you know, mm-hmm. to this day. Um, and uh, I was nervous as hell, but I bought him. And what was interesting was the spots on his face. My CryptoPunk is number 5528. Okay, mm-hmm. there's 10,000 CryptoPunks. Only 124 have spots on their face. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, in one thought process, that makes him quite rare, actually. Okay. But at that time in February, the spots were an overlooked and undervalued attribute. People don't, people didn't like the spots back then. They think it's ugly. They think it looks like acne or something. And why would you want that to represent you online? Right. Mm -hmm. But I was just looking at it as numbers and thinking like, this is undervalued. This is rare. And it's, it's more affordable than the ones that are similarly rare. So that's what I went with. And then over the next few weeks, I start following other crypto punks on Twitter and I see them building like their personal brand without even sharing their name, you know, they're anonymous Mm -hmm. or they're pseudonymous, but people want to hear what they have to say, or they have, you know, for lack of a better word, they have some clout Mm -hmm. because their crypto punk signals to the world that they're a thought leader or they were an early adopter or they know something that most people don't know. 
you know, and that's when I, I started thinking and I was like, damn, I could do something with this that nobody's doing right now mm. because I can do more than tweet and I can do more than talk. Like I can rap, you know, and this could right. be interesting. Why isn't anybody doing anything musically with their crypto punk? Because I, you, ha- you will have a built in audience if you do that. Yep. And eventually after a few days or however long the name spotty Wi-Fi just popped into my head, I hit up my producer uh, from like back in the day, my best friend, I, I got him on a Zoom call just like this. And I took mm-hmm. him through everything. I showed him the Mark Cuban videos. I showed him the website where you can buy these things. And I just said, I have a crazy idea. This is my crypto punk. I paid this crazy amount of money for it. And his name is Spotty Wi-Fi and he's a rapper and he needs a producer. And my producer just instantly like, I thought I was going to have to twist his arm, but he got it. Like he, he really got it right away. Crazy, bro. Crazy. So you, you're like, you're the first in on this thing, dude. I seen Money Man make a blockchain song the other day. Did you see that? Bro, I love Money Man. And I guarantee you, I'm going to do a song with Money Man. He's on my list for this Fuck collab yeah, album. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, 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 I love Money Man. He's, he's, he's a hero for sure. He's dope. He's dope as fuck, man. He's dope. And the blockchain song's sick. You know what I mean? So he's hip to it now. He's in on it. I made a yep. Sheba song that's dropping soon. Okay. Yep. I made that, I made that like Monday last week. We finished it in studio. We did it all in like one day, right? I get out of the studio, like a day or two goes by. I see Money Man drops blockchain. I was like, no fucking way, right? Right. I'm on TikTok. I see you. I'm like, dude, this is a, a baby in the game right now. Like th- this, this whole blockchain crypto talk is, is like a seed that's ready to grow and just go everywhere, bro. Like it's going to be crazy. You were like the first in on that. You know what I mean? Artists are going to start understanding NFT soon too. And I don't think the, I don't think, I don't think any industry really has totally capitalized on NFTs the way that it's going to be pretty soon. Yeah. We're still just scratching the surface. Um, I have to give props where it's due. You know, I stand on the shoulders of giants. Like I am the world's first best and only crypto punk rapper. 100%. Okay? Yes. But but there were there ha- there are other crypto rappers and there were crypto rappers before me. There were rappers putting out NFTs before me. The True. first one that I saw was um Grammatic and my guy Prop Cause. They put out an NFT because they had a song from a few years ago called Satoshi Nakamoto, right. who is the, the inventor of Bitcoin. Right. And so they, they wrote this song like uh and they made it an NFT like about a year ago now and they sold it they sold it and they made almost a mill like they made they 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 made it an open edition so as many people wanted to buy it uh could buy it Uh and they sold they sold like nine hundred thousand dollars worth of it and that was like a big inspiration in the back of my mind as i was as i was formulating this idea facts bro now grammatic that song was with adrian lau right um you know man I'm forgetting the name. I think there was a third artist on it. It has to be, man. I'm looking that up right now. Give me two. Because Adrian Loud, by the way, do you know who I'm talking about? Do you know who I'm talking about? Uh, man, I, I, I'm, I'm afraid I'm not super familiar. No. Okay. Okay. Satoshi so Nakamoto here. Let me, because look, if I could pull it up on my computer, I would, but I have to know this. Yeah. They, they sold it on Nifty Gateway, which is a marketplace for NFTs. I know that. Yeah. Adrian Lau and Prob Cause. Yup. Okay, nice, nice. I remember that because I'm, do you, so you don't know who I'm talking about. Okay, now where, where are you from? Are you from New York? I remember, I think I read New York. Uh, I lived in New York for four years, but I'm from Chicago. 
and now I'm I'm in South Beach, basically, or you know I'm in Miami now. Dope, dope. Okay, okay. Because uh, yeah, because I, I remember hearing you were from you were doing you were in New York at some point. Adrian yeah. Lau is from New York, fire artist. He's now a producer. But anyway, it's so funny you brought that up because I'm I'm like an OG fan of Adrian Lau. He stopped rapping though. He stopped rapping and only produces and deleted all his music from the internet. It's like this crazy. Uh-huh crazy bro like it's this it's this like memory in the back of my mind from when from like 2014 when i was in high school only a few people that i know know about him so it's just so funny that you brought that song up but yeah adrian Lau, that's wild he's fire but yes dude so your song's dropping no your song's already out the nft is dropping monday yes sir the song is all time high spotty yes. wi-fi featuring bun b it's on all streaming platforms uh, like I said, there's 27 versions of the song that will be NFTs on Monday. Mm-hmm. Three of those versions are on streaming platforms right now. So you can check them out. They're all kind of different vibes. Yes. And um, and I'm excited, man. That, like I said, the mission is now to take this NFT message and take it to the mainstream. Because these mainstream artists, a lot of them, they know that the game is rigged, right? Right. Like, it's a reason that we as a culture accept and expect for musicians to give us the soundtracks to our lives give us the anthems for our highest highs give us the songs that'll get us through our lowest lows and we we are totally cool with those artists ending up broke destitute uh, addicted to substances on the street in jail or worse like we're used to it if we do not flinch when we see it yeah and a big reason is all these middlemen, you know, the record industry is is old school. It's infested with middlemen. 90% of the people in the music industry, they can't write a song worth a damn, but mm-hmm. they know how to keep, they know how to put their hands in the artist's pockets and make sure that they get their cut before the artist does when they get a hit song or when yep. they go on a tour that sells out. And that's what NFT is, is going to revolutionize. It's going to expose how little value most of those middlemen actually provide. Yeah, bro. Like I, 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 I do be thinking that too. I'd be like, like if I'm around like a music space and like, I see a dude just hanging on, he's hanging around. I'm like, Oh, what's up, man? What do you do? He's like, Oh, you know, like, I'm like, a and I'm this, nah, what the fuck do you do, bro? You know what I'm saying? What right. are you doing here? You know what I mean? Exactly. Just exactly. trying to piggyback. You know what I mean? Too many piggybackers. Well, the know? whole label, the, the whole old school label model is very predatory. You know, you sign a bunch of artists that have promise Maybe 1% of them becomes profitable, but you sign them to such a contract where you rake in your money off of the 1% that are profitable, right? Right. Um, And the artist gets paid last. And Mm -hmm. now the game is all about selling ads on Spotify and selling ads on these different streaming services. So if you're an artist, like we have Stockholm syndrome, we think Spotify is helping us, or we think these different Mm -hmm. platforms are helping us because they're sending you some pennies. Yeah. in reality, uh, they're creating a system where if you want to get paid, you need hundreds of thousands of fans or yeah, millions bro. of fans because, because that's how Spotify earns their money. They need millions of eyeballs to sell those ads. Uh-huh. But you, you as an artist, if you're not trying to sell ads on Spotify, if you're just trying to earn a living doing what you love, you actually only need hundreds of fans. And mm. that is very powerful. That's crazy, man. And this is like, 
when you talked about people being completely okay with artists just being addicted to prescription drugs and just being depressed and like when I first started coming up as an artist, right? I, I've been writing my whole life. I'm sure you can relate. You've been writing your whole life. You've been rapping since you can remember, right? Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. So like as, as, as a kid being younger, my head's in the clouds a little bit. Oh dude, I'm gonna just be a rapper. You know what I mean? Oh dude, no problem. You get a little older, you see the way the game is and it can kind of take away your spirit a little bit. It can, if, if you let it, it doesn't have to, it's temporary, especially now with the tools that we have. Right. But there's been so many times where I've just doubted it. Like for real, not to take it to that level, but for real, there's been times where I've been, I've been like, dude, like, what am I supposed, you know what I mean? Like, how am I supposed to make this happen? So I never quit on it, never gave up on it. Always keep it pushing slowly, but surely over time, my following grows slowly, but surely maybe I don't always go as hard of it, as hard with it as I could, but with what's happening now, this has given me like a whole new perspective. And I think that that's something that like every artist can look at. And I think that you just like really set the tone for that for artists. Man, I appreciate it. I really, really appreciate it. Um, you know, if I could be so presumptuous as to give some advice, if anybody really wants to get a quick start in the NFT space, um, I really think what worked for me was I didn't, I've never tried to really convince anybody like you should get into NFTs so that you can buy my album. Mm -hmm. Instead, I make music for the people that are already into NFTs, right? You know? Um, and so I think that's really like a cheat code. Like there's some, it's NFTs is a subculture and then there's subcultures within that subculture and with Twitter and the internet, you can like surgically find the people that have your common interests. Right. So like, if you're an artist out there, my biggest piece of advice would be don't just come in and like, I, I, I want to like, I want to show up on a Monday and sell my NFT on Friday. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like right. come in, come in and get in where you fit in, observe, listen, mm -hmm. learn, and find the subcultures within the subculture where you feel at home and where you feel like you, you can find some friends there and you can find community and then figure out how you can really contribute to that that subculture, you know, right. maybe it means you find an NFT collection that you like enough and you can afford to buy a, a, a piece of an NFT from that collection. Right. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe it doesn't mean that maybe it means you write a song celebrating how much you like this, this artwork, you know, you, you write a theme song. I wrote a theme song for the punks. I've written theme songs about the bored apes. Um, and, I spent six months. I bought my I bought my CryptoPunk in February. I didn't sell an NFT until August. You know, so I spent six months uh, finding community, contributing to the culture, right, and showing love, so that by the time I had a product out there, people were excited to reciprocate and show love back. You know, because NFT is so niche right now. Yeah, that um, if any any work that you put in, any love that you show, it'll right. come back to you tenfold. 100%, 100%. Yeah. And like where I've been at. So I make a lot of YouTube videos. I make a lot of podcast style content like this. I've been kind of observing the game. I'm actually super new to it. Honestly, the past like two weeks, I've been getting into this. Like before that, oh. I've, I've heard of it. Like I heard Gary V talking about it and I'm like, okay, all right. I hear you. But you know what I mean? I don't know what it is. Past couple of weeks, I've been learning about it. Super new. 
I love it now though. Like I have this like passion for it. I'm like, oh my God, this is the future. I've just been making content, joining discords, you know, bare, like got whitelisted for like one project that I don't really totally believe in, not really going to go through with it, but like exactly like you said, and that's sort of what I started to see happening through joining discords. They want you to give value. Right. So everybody's like, I want to get whitelisted. How can I get whitelisted? How can I get it on this project, right? Truth is, you might miss the boat on that. You might get it on the secondary market and have to pay a higher price, whatever, but slow and steady, right? Absolutely. Like you made that big investment on the front end, which really got you in there. So it's like, if it's right. not going to be capital, it's going to be value in one way or another. Exactly, man. That, that's exactly right. And these communities are so small that if you have a if you have a talent or a skill artistically and you and you use that to bring value, man, it's gonna get so much love. You know, it, it'll it'll be a small audience, but it'll get a lot of love for sure. You you let's say you write a theme song for for a collection that you find that you like. You post the theme song on Twitter or you post it in their Discord, and you just start tagging everybody on Twitter. You know, like bro, you're gonna those people when they they're, hit love play, they're gonna love it man absolutely they will love you dude they will love you i had an idea for a decentraland song I'll, right. sh I'll share it with you but that's that's the thing too like my my engineer put me on to the idea shout out to tom he gave me the idea for the sheba song nice dope we, we were in the booth he was like somebody's got to do it we were working on something else i was like stop this <laughs> That's genius. Right. You know what I'm saying? And like, as soon as I did it and it came out, like, I'll share it with you. I'll share it with you. It's not right. out yet, but you know what I mean? I'll email it to you. Um, and I loved it. And I, I was, and it just gave me this, it just kind of opened my eyes. Right. I've, I've never really written many songs about something. Like I've never like deliberately structured a topic. If you know what I'm saying? Like sure. around a brand, like typically it's just kind of going off whatever, but cool, man. Anyway. So you got your project dropping Monday spottywifi.com all-time high featuring bun b is out right now bro yes sir absolutely major strides in your music career really putting artists on to what they can do nowadays we're still so early there's so many different places we could take this do you have anything else that you want to say for the audience or anybody listening man i just appreciate the time i appreciate you having me on the show and um you know, find me on Twitter, spot at Spotty Wi-Fi. My Discord link is in my bio. And that's where I'm always at. I'm always on Twitter and Discord, and especially Discord. And we have a really helpful community of people that love talking about all these things that we're talking about. Music fans and 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 they they're learning or they've they're more experienced, maybe in different levels of the blockchain and everything. So if you have questions, come hang out, ask questions, and we'll we'll help each other grow. Word. Spotty, thank you so much, man. Guys, Spotty's website, socials, complex article will be in the description. Go check that out. Monday, November 15th. Look out for his drop. Thank you so much, man. Thanks so much for coming on. Much love. My pleasure. Peace. Yes, sir. Man, look. They don't even know who I am yet, right? But they got to learn. Gotta learn. 5528. I'm spotted. Got lots of spots. Your girl wanna come play connect the dots. I'm spotted. I'm on the block. Sick with it looking like chicken pox. I'm spotted. 
last name Pippin. Stock going up, and I ain't trippin'. I'm spotted. I ain't bullshitting. I'm a crypto punk. You a crypto kid?